Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine and creator of drjockers.com, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. This podcast is sponsored by my friends over at ChopC60.com. If you haven't heard of Carbon 60 or otherwise called C60 before, it is a powerful Nobel Prize winning antioxidant that helps to optimize mitochondrial function, fights inflammation, and neutralizes toxic free radicals. I'm a huge fan of using C60 in conjunction with a healthy lifestyle to support your immune system, help your body detox, and increase energy and mental clarity. If you are over the age of 40 and you'd like to kick fatigue and brain fog to the curb this year, visit shopc60.com and use the coupon code JOCKERS for 15% off your first order and start taking back control over your health today. The products I use, I use their C60 in organic MCT coconut oil. They have it in various different flavors. They also have sugar-free gummies that are made with allulose and monk fruit. They also have carbon 60 and organic avocado and extra virgin olive oil. When it's combined with these fats, it absorbs more effectively. And carbon 60 is great as a natural energizing tool because it really helps your mitochondria optimize your energy production. Now, if you take it late at night, for some individuals, it may seem a little bit stimulating. So that's why we recommend taking it earlier in the day, and it will give you that great energy, that great great mental clarity that you want all day long. It will help reduce the effects of oxidative stress and aging and really help you thrive. So again, guys, go to shopc60.com, use the coupon code JOCKERS to save 15% off your first order, and start taking back control of your health today. This podcast is an audio recording of one of my most popular YouTube videos on the truth about stevia and infertility. I've been getting a lot of people just asking questions, whether it's on social media or um, just directly into my website about stevia and infertility. And so I wanted to do an in-depth video. I looked through all the research and this is a research report on the truth about stevia. And, um, you know, the good news is what you guys will learn is that after going through all the research, I still approve of stevia. It actually has some great health benefits. However, there's a percentage of the population that does have a ragweed sensitivity and it may drive up inflammation for those individuals. And I go through all that. Of course, in the podcast, you're going to get a lot more details about that. Um, but, you know, don't be too scared. Stevia can be beneficial for most people. And that's what I'm that's what I'm going through here, or at least to have a neutral effect, not necessarily beneficial, but at least have a neutral health benefit or health effect, and you can enjoy the great flavor. And so again, you'll learn more in this episode. And uh, also you can check out the in-depth article with great infographics on this exact topic where I go through all the research. I've got all of the sources uh, for that, for, for the content that I put together here. Just check it out. Just type in stevia or the truth about stevia on drjockers.com and you can find that in-depth article. And if you've not left us a five-star review, now's the time to do it. Just go to Apple iTunes, wherever you listen to this podcast, 
and find where it says leave a review and just go ahead and leave a five-star review and give a great comment like Lori did here. She says, I love to listen to Dr. Jockers. I'm guaranteed to learn something to improve my health when I listen to him. You can sense his passion and his willingness to share what he knows to benefit others. And he is my go-to resource when I have something specific I need information on. So thank you, Lori, for that great comment. Guys, if you want me to read your comment on air here, just like I did with Lori's, just go to Apple iTunes. That's typically where I check and leave a review and uh, you know, just leave your comment. I'd be happy to read that on air. So thanks so much, guys. One last note about stevia and infertility. And I talk about this at the end of the podcast, but you know, my wife and I, we have four young children. Um, we had four children in five and a half years after getting married. And we used stevia, <laughs> had no issues with infertility. And so, um, but I go through like the history of why people have that thought, had that thought process and go through the research. So you guys are in for a treat here with this podcast and uh, let's, without further ado, let's jump into the show. Thanks so much for being a part of this community and let's go into that show. Today, we're talking about the truth about stevia, and I'm gonna talk about some of the controversies, like does stevia cause infertility, and is stevia better than other non-caloric sweeteners? And so let's start by looking at stevia. It's part of the ragweed family. We're gonna come back to that because that's important to understand. It contains two active ingredients. One is called steviocide, which is roughly 250 to 300 times sweeter than typical sugar or sucrose. It also has a compound called Reb-A, which is 350 to 400 times sweeter than sucrose. So very, very sweet, doesn't have any calories. It's a natural herb that you can grow. In fact, you know, I in, in my backyard at my old home, I actually grew stevia leaf, right? And so it was great. I was able to pick the leaf and chew on it and eat it. And it grows in North America. Native Americans have grown it. It's been growing for, for, for thousands of years. And so it is a natural herb. Of course, it's processed into components where you have stevia extracts that people use as a non-caloric sweetening agent. When we look at studies that look at how it impacts our blood sugar and insulin levels com in comparison to sugar, as well as in comparison to other non-caloric sweeteners, things like aspartame and sucralose, it's been shown that individuals that are consuming stevia on average have lower blood sugar levels and lower levels of insulin than individuals that are consuming these other non-caloric sweeteners like aspartame, sucralose, otherwise known as NutraSweet, that's aspartame, and then Splenda is known as, well, sucralose is known as Splenda, right? So those are kind of the trade names. And then also, of course, lower blood sugar and insulin levels than sugar, which is what you would assume but when it comes to the non-caloric artificial sweeteners, the aspartame and the Splenda, a lot of people think those don't impact your blood sugar or insulin levels, but they actually do. But stevia has been shown not to. Now, that may not be the case with everybody, but as an average in these studies, it's been shown to lower blood sugar, um, have improvements in insulin sensitivity for individuals that are, that are taking these, taking stevia. Um, also, some of the other great benefits, it actually improves blood vessel health, so they have better blood pressure and better energy levels after meals, and so great benefits as far as that goes. And then it's also been shown to have immunomodulatory benefits, meaning that it helps balance the immune system, helps reduce inflammation. A few studies have actually shown that it helps to reduce the amount of 
Borrelia Lyme bacteria. So when we talk about Lyme disease, Borrelia burgdorferia is, is one of the main bacterial infections in the bloodstream. Stevia leaf has been shown to inhibit the growth and replication process of Borrelia. So some promising stuff there. We really need more research to, to understand all the, the benefits of Stevia. But I mentioned how there's a percentage of people that may not respond well to it. And that's because it's part of the ragweed family. And there's about 3% of the population that has an allergy or sensitivity to ragweed. And it may be even larger. It's like 3 to 5% that have either an allergy or sensitivity. And so for those individuals, when they consume things that are in that family, such as stevia, they notice that they have more inflammation in their body. They don't feel as good. That may throw off their blood, blood sugar, may actually cause an increase in blood pressure and may cause more arterial stiffness and uh, poor function in the endothelial lining of the blood vessels. So they may get all the opposite effects of, of the vast majority of people that will benefit from stevia. So if you're somebody that has not responded well, you don't feel good when you consume stevia, that may be why. It may be because it's in the ragweed family and you have an allergy or a sensitivity, a delayed sensitivity to things in the ragweed family. So that's something to look out for. Okay, now there's big controversy in the natural health world about stevia and infertility. So let's really jump on that. So the Mato Grosso Indians in Puragai were would drink stevia leaf tea and, and you know, according to them in their culture, they would drink extra amounts, high amount, like a lot of stevia leaf uh, tea if they wanted to reduce fertility for women, right? So if women didn't want to have any more babies, they would drink a lot of that. And so based on that, based on that, you know, anecdotal story of that tribe, I think it is wise that we actually test, does stevia cause infertility? And that was first done by Professor Kruk, 1968 at Purdue University. And he showed that very high amounts, he gave rats very high amounts of stevia, thousands of times higher than what you would normally consume on a, on a, you know, for when it's adjusted for weight for a human, showed infertility, right? That they had less offspring than the control group that did not have high amounts of stevia consumption. So that was the original study. Since then, there have been a whole bunch of other studies that have not shown, that have not been able to replicate the findings in that study until 1991. And that is where Professor Mauro Alvarez out of Brazil, he gave high amounts of stevia to female mice and showed that they were less fertile. And so those are the only two studies actually that I've ever shown it. They're both animal studies done on rats. Other studies that have tried to reproduce those results have not shown any sort of uh, change in fertility levels. And there's a lot of criticisms. If when you really look at these studies, a lot of criticisms in how both Professor Kruk and Professor Moro Alvarez's studies um, had their initial findings. And so very important to understand, Professor Kruk actually, he said, I think it was because of toxicity levels. I gave them so much that it was probably a toxic effect. And when it comes to almost any herb, any, any sort of natural compound, you can take too much, right? Um, I mean, things like even like magnesium, if you take too much, you get loose stools, right? You don't feel good. You can get nausea, vomiting. So almost any sort of nutrient or any sort of plant compound, can there can be a toxic dose. That's what Professor Kruk's and Professor Alvarez's hypothesis was as they looked at the study and the other studies. Now, 1999, a Thailand study, they looked at hamsters. They gave them 2,500 milligrams a day of stevia. 
are roughly the equivalent of what, what a human would consume as 2,500 milligrams a day of stevia. Now, the average dose for Americans, roughly about two milligrams, right? If you get 10 milligrams in a day, that's a lot of stevia that you consume. So you would never get 2,500 milligrams in a day. And even at that level, they actually didn't show any infertility effects on the hamsters. So even at a super high level. So perhaps the toxicity level for rats different than the toxicity level for hamsters, right? And maybe hamsters have a better buffering system where they don't have quite the same toxic effects at a high dose that rats do. So we, we don't fully understand that. I just wanna interrupt this podcast to tell you about one of my new favorite products. It's Paleo Valley's Turmeric Complex, which contains whole food organic turmeric instead of just isolated curcumin. And we know that turmeric in the whole food form has been found to be more powerful than isolated curcumin while also containing nearly 300 other beneficial components. We know that turmeric is one of the best things you can do, best things you can take to shut down inflammation in your body, to support healthy blood flow and blood pressure, to support joint health, and to improve mental clarity and brain function. And so I love Paleo Valley's turmeric complex because it includes coconut oil and black pepper, which has been shown to increase the absorption of turmeric by 2000%. They also have some great warming herbs like organic ginger, rosemary, and cloves, which synergize with the turmeric to help improve brain function, help support healthy inflammatory uh, levels in the body, to help support immune function, digestion, and blood sugar. You guys can save 15% off the Paleo Valley Turmeric Complex and any of the other great products at Paleo Valley by going to paleovalley.com forward slash jockers and just go to that site, paleovalley.com forward slash jockers, no coupon code. And you will, if you go to that site, you'll automatically save 15% off any Paleo Valley products. You guys are going to love these, particularly the Turmeric Complex. So check it out today. But another study, 2008 Journal of Endocrinology and Reproduction, Volume 12, they looked again um, at rats and they found no adverse effects when they were doing, even at higher doses or at least human higher doses, they showed no adverse effects. And so there's been no human studies that have shown infertility effects. So it really just comes from what the Mato Grosso Indians did with stevia leaf tea and then two studies right? 1968, 1991 studies. And because of those studies, the FDA has said, we can't approve stevia as a safe natural sweetener. Obviously it's approved for sale. They just don't list it in the approved non-caloric natural or non-caloric sweeteners. They don't call it natural, but non-caloric dietary sweeteners. And that would be where they have things like aspartame, Splenda, asphaltane potassium, a lot of the things that in the natural health world we really look down on that actually have a lot of studies showing detrimental effects, adverse effects from consuming things like aspartame, Splenda, things like asphaltane potassium, monosodium glutamate, things like that. There's a lot of studies showing negative effects, and yet those are approved by the FDA. The FDA is not approved stevia. They say that we don't have enough studies to prove that it doesn't cause problems with fertility, with kidney issues, with a number of different, different issues. And so they're saying we need more studies. I recommend we get more studies, but I will tell you just as an anecdotal effect, my wife and I, we used stevia. We used it you know, before we had kids. We used it 
while we were in the process of having children, we had no effect, it had no impact on us when it came to our fertility levels. We continue to use it. I feel great using it. So I think the general advice with this is, if you feel good using Stevia, like if you feel good, you don't feel inflamed when you're using it, you feel like it doesn't increase the amount of cravings that you're, that you're having, that you feel mentally clear using it, then you can use it and enjoy it, okay? And I think that that's great. It's great to have a good natural sweetener that you can enjoy. However, if you're noticing that you have more inflammation, that you just don't feel as good, when you're consuming it, you may have a sensitivity to it or an allergy. And that's where it could cause infertility. If you're somebody that has a ragweed sensitivity or allergy and you're consuming stevia, that may trigger autoimmunity. It may trigger more inflammation and perhaps autoimmunity to for males to their sperm cells, for females to their, their eggs, and that could cause infertility. So the end or the conclusion of this is Stevia for most people is not going to increase infertility based on the level of evidence we have today. But for a very small percentage of people that have a ragweed allergy or sensitivity, it may very well cause infertility or just increase inflammation, unwanted health effects. Usually, most of the time, if you're noticing more inflammation, like if you consume something that you're sensitive to in isolation or if you're consuming that and you're noticing repeated bouts of inflammation where you just don't feel as good, you feel more mentally sluggish, lower energy, more pain, maybe skin issues, maybe having to clear your throat a lot when you, after you consume this, then that's probably a good indication that you're having a sensitivity, it's driving up inflammation in your body, it's probably affecting other areas of your body outside of just where you're noticing the symptoms. And if that's the case with stevia, then you'll wanna avoid it. Outside of that, if you feel good when you're consuming it, I would recommend you continue to consume it as long as, again, keeping an eye to make sure that you're not noticing any increase in inflammation, increase in cravings, lower energy, right? All these unwanted symptoms. So, and that's really the general advice with any sort of food that you're consuming is to just watch and have that biofeedback of how your body's responding to it. But good news is now you know the truth about stevia and fertility. It doesn't, as a whole, cause infertility as a whole, it is safe. As a whole, it has many great health benefits, but you have to decide for yourself how your body's responding to it. If you like this video, please share it with somebody you know and you care about, and we'll see you on a future video training. Be blessed. Well, that's all for this show. And I wanna thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you wanna dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.